Hi, I'm Suzanne. And I'm Peter. And this is Sex Advice for Seniors. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about something... Well, we're going to mix a few topics up. We're going to talk about sex, of course. Of course. But we're, we're also going to talk about illness, disability, and maybe even end of life. And uh, then we're going to mix it all up and mash it up with some fitness yes. talk. Mm. Because while Peter has been in Las Palmas, you've been using this as an opportunity to get more fit, haven't I you? I have. It's great to be able to go out and, you know, the weather is going to be nice every day. It's exactly the same. And uh, that is an amazing uh, advantage to getting fit because you just feel as though, ah, I can do this, you know, whereas... In cold, rainy Britain, you just kind of think, oh, I'll stay in bed. Yeah, and I and I suspect also the other thing about Las Palmas as a city is that it is a disability-friendly place in general. Yeah. So it's mainly flat. If you have mobility issues around walking, it's not that difficult to get around. The transport system's pretty good. And like many places that older people come to it's they've they've created it so that people with mobility issues can feel can get around here which must make an enormous difference to how people feel about themselves and just getting out and about and you see a lot of disabled people around um, using various different forms of transport scooters and and mobility vehicles and all sorts of things so it's obviously you know they've obviously got something right here i think but how it all fits into dis- into sex which is of course what people yeah. are interested in it's like shut the fuck up when are you going to talk about <laughs> sex we know that we know what you're on yeah, about. We, know, we, we, know. we know why you're listening and that's okay is that how one relates to one's body, how one feels in one's body, especially when you've got mobility issues, impacts on how sexually active or inactive you are. And certainly, I think we can say that at the start of knowing each other, you, because of your circumstances, your living circumstances, you were less mobile. Yeah. And while you've been here, you've become more mobile and more fit. And that has giving you more energy yeah and having more energy when you're having sex is a good thing i can can tell you that there is stuff that um there is stuff that i couldn't do before which i can now i mean without going into detail it's it's just a question of building up what you have Mm -hmm. um and I, i think one of the things i've learned here is that um you're much more capable than you think you are. Mm. Um, you know, I didn't think, you know, I kind of thought with the, my MS, MS was just getting worse and that I would not be able to walk and blah, blah, blah. But um, since I've been here, I've, I've upped my, my daily steps. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we wandered around town and uh, at the market and everything. And I just felt as though I'd recaptured something. Um, and I think that's that's really the the way to go into this. And as it's New Year's Day, um, with resolutions which usually don't get uh, seen through, <laughs> um, I'm really determined this year to. Well, I'm moving anyway, uh, and 
uh, I'm moving to somewhere where I can get around more easily, I think, mm-hmm. uh, rather than living on a farm, you know, a few miles from town. And um, I think just overcoming your own, your own self-restriction, your own, um, your own reluctance to get involved in physical activity is a really important part of, of, of what happens when you get older and especially when you have a disability like me. Um, and as Suzanne says, that then makes you much more capable when it comes to the bedroom, really. And that really is, is very important um, for your own sense of self-worth as well. Yeah, and it doesn't... And, and aside from people with disabilities, just since I've gotten here, I've been able to afford getting a personal trainer three times a week for 30 minutes each time because... I think if you've got a good trainer, 30 minutes is all you need to be able to really up your fitness Mm. and to just become more fit. And I'd let that slide over the last six months in London because of just being too busy and having too much other stuff. And I thought, well, you know what? I can afford to get a trainer here. So I've got this woman. She's amazing. And I go and see her three times a week. And again, just... I'm not a person, I think the thing is about both of us is we're not people who are naturally drawn to being sporty or doing fitness related things and we tend to be more cerebral, I would say, (laughs) and more interested in things like writing and singing songs and, and being creative, like we're both that's our thing. So when it comes to that kind of stuff, it's we'll throw ourselves into it because it's fun and we enjoy doing it. And, and of you course, can do it sitting down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and of course, you know, we're all drawn to doing the things that we enjoy. So if you don't enjoy fitness and you're a reluctant fitness person, mm. then of course becoming fit becomes something that's not that fun. And in Peter's case, having to you know walk further distances and all of that is about overcoming pain and overcoming pain is bloody difficult because we all avoid it we all avoid pain And, and so and so making that decision like well okay but the payoff's going to be, I'm going to be a better lover. I'm going to be able to be better in bed. I'm going to be able to have more energy. I'm going to be able to stay away from the wheelchair for a bit longer. And in my case, it's just about, again, feeling better about my body, looking at my body and seeing the signs of aging and going, could we put some of that off for a bit longer <laughs> if I yeah. do a bit more exercise? Can I just firm everything up can I just tone it up can I just you know all of that because as women well I don't know about any other woman listening to this but I know that the way that we look is part of our appeal to the opposite sex if we're interested in the opposite sex and looking good and feeling good about our bodies is one way to you know, to get a partner and to keep a partner and also to feel good when you've got no clothes on. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I like to sometimes throw some sexy things on top of my body just to kind of make things (laughs) a little bit less obvious. And that's fun too. 
But generally, the reason why I do fitness is not because I love it. It's because I, I just have to do it. And I know that as I get older, it becomes more and more essential that we all take this kind of stuff seriously. I think as you get older, it, it becomes very easy to kind of give up. Yeah. Um, because especially if you, as you get older, you, you, things hurt more. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's simply not simply, you know, if you've got a disability, um, but just everyday life, everyday life hurts more. You know, you start getting rheumatism and you start getting aches and pains and you can't recover as quickly. So you kind of just have to push through that, I think, um, push through the pain barrier and, and, and find then that you can do more than you thought you could. Yeah, and I think it's also about finding something to do that you enjoy. I mean, recently our mm. friend Monique Morofi did a piece, um, has gotten into weight training and wrote and uh, was featured in, in the Guardian, I think it was this week, talking about taking up weight training in oh, her 50s and really enjoying it, yeah. And she's loving that and I've really enjoyed watching her progress and also her finding... Um, a you know a fitness program that really that mm. she really can get into so i think that it's also about finding what it you know and look it doesn't have to be weight training it can just be walking it can just be you know it can be running my friend peter groves is really into his running it just is finding something that you really like doing mm. and 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 that's a lot of what it's about because otherwise it's just oh god going to the gym man oh well, it can just be the just most trying stuff out until you stuff. find something that yeah. you like doing. Mm. I mean, often you don't know what it is that you like doing until you try it. You know, yeah. And um, <laughs> that goes for sex and exercise, really. Yeah. So you know, be prepared to experiment. Be prepared to. To really try and get beyond what you're, what you think you're capable of, mm. and um, that will pay off in all departments, really. Yeah, and 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 look, everybody's got the. You know, there are many people out there listening who, no doubt, either have some form of disability or know some form of disability, somebody with a form of disability, and I know that that that's not easy, especially if you haven't lived with that disability your whole life. Mm. And I think that's a significant aspect of, of being somebody with mobility issues or some form of disability is that if, you, if you've been born with it, then you've, then you've learned how to manage it mm. in a way which probably has always included some element of fitness yeah. because you've been told since the day that this was a thing you got to do this stuff. It's yeah. not, but if you come to it later in life, like you have, yeah. I suspect it's quite a shock it is. when you've, when you've been a very capable person and suddenly you become less capable and you have to, you can either as, as I, I think, you know, part of what you're saying is you can either sink into bed mm. and just go, fuck it. Mm. That's my lot. And I think I'm, that's what I know, did for a while. A couple of years just lying in bed, really. Mind you, during those two years, I also had cancer. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, had a, a nasty accident where I broke ribs and my jaw and all sorts of things. 
Yes. Um, so it's not been, <laughs> but that's, you know, none of that is MS related. But even so, I, you know, I've been through the wars a bit over the last couple of years. But um, during that time, I, I could have done more to help myself. And um, I think now that I'm doing it, I feel so much better about my body and myself. Mm. Um, because as you say, you know, I used to be a very active person. I mean, mm. I was I was in the army for five, five years, and mm. uh, you know, I used to I used to run a, a, a good five minute mile back in my army days. You know, uh, I couldn't even walk a mile now. So, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, you know these things all add up um, to to you becoming you know who you want to be really. Yeah, I mean, uh, we also have to look at the, you know, the lucky position that we find ourselves in of being somewhere warm mm. and changing your environment can clearly have a massive impact on all of this stuff, on yeah. your fitness, on your feelings about being sexual, all that sort of thing. For me, being somewhere sunny and warm definitely makes me just feel sexier. Yeah, I just feel like I'm wearing less clothes, I have more, I want to pay more attention to my body because I'm in a place where people don't wear as many clothes. And so I'm very conscious about mm. the fact that I'm in a place where the way one looks is, you know, for me anyway, is quite important. Mm. And being in a sunny place where I can just literally cycle and be at my personal trainers in five minutes has made an enormous difference to how I feel about going to see her. It's not a big effort. You know, I just get in my gym clothes, get on my bike, five minutes I'm there, half an hour with her, five minutes I'm back. You know, the whole thing's over and done with in an hour and I feel better about yeah. that. So I also suspect that, you know, being in the remote place that you were living, that was cold, where you didn't have access to any you know, there was no fitness facility nearby. Mm. You didn't really have any reason to get out of bed. No. It wasn't, you know, and the space in which you were living was quite, you know, small. And so all of it kind of contributes to all of that. And yeah. I think we have to take all of that into account is mm. that your ability to want to be fit, to, to be able to be fit, can also be limited by the circumstances in which you live. And you just think, Fuck, it's too much trouble. I can't, yeah. I can't be bothered with this. So so how you rank your wanting to be more capable and your ability to be more capable can take some overcoming, some also fairly challenging circumstances, living circumstances and living conditions, which also exacerbate the, yeah. the whole problem and i yeah. don't think you should underestimate that you know no, my but... worry is when you get back to oxford you're going to slip straight back into this guy who just stays all day in bed with his computer and just doesn't get out yeah because well, it's fucking easy to do that's you know? my worry too but I'm, I'm you know i'm buying a flat and i'm moving towns i'm moving to sheffield yeah anybody from <laughs> sheffield out there who wants to get in touch um, so that uh, we can meet up, that w that would would yeah. be good as well. Um, but yeah, the it's both a psychological as well as a physical barrier that you have to over overcome. Yeah, and that's quite clear. Yeah, and the psychology of it is, you know, if you need to see a therapist or a, 
or a counsellor to overcome some of these psychological barriers that, uh, that one tends to accrue over the, over the years, um, then, then do that as well. There's nothing, nothing shameful about that. I've done that. Yeah. 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 Um, with greater or lesser uh, success. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but it has been an important thing is to overcome the psychological barriers to, to, to good health. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, the, there's, there's an aspect of all of this as whether or not you're in a relationship, whatever type of relationship you happen to be in, or whether you're a single person, because obviously wanting to be more sexual, wanting to have more energy, wanting to be, feel more desired. It, when you're in a relationship is of course a big incentive to wanting to get more fit mm. because if you don't have a partner and you feel like, well, what's the point? You know, who am I yeah. getting fit for? Yeah. I feel sexual. I want to be a sexual person, but having a disability immediately puts me in a position where I might feel that I'm less desirable than a person who is more able-bodied, of course, is another significant issue to all of this. And I don't think, again, we can underestimate how much other people can motivate you to want to do stuff that yeah. you don't tend to want to do yeah. when you don't have a when you don't feel you have a reason to do it other than for your own well-being mm. and i think so there is also that vicious spiral that people can get into and and i've seen it with people just losing you know just getting fat as an example <laughs> just becoming obese yeah. you know yeah, yeah. there's lots and lots of older people who just eat poorly who eat badly who just let themselves go because they think, ah, oh, you know what, I can't be asked anymore. anymore. I don't yeah. care. I don't really think I'm going to get involved with anybody anymore. So I'm just not going to get, just not going to worry about this stuff. Mm. And it's this... hard to convince yourself that actually it's worth doing this just for your own feeling better mm. when you don't have somebody who's kind of, you know, whipping you into shape and mm. going, come on. Like, yeah, yeah, I true. don't find your big belly attractive. <laughs> Which... Well, yeah, that's a, something you, you have to deal with, I think, is, is within your relationship, how you think of each other's bodies mm. and, uh, and your abilities, you know. I think most couples or, you know, many couples are perfectly happy with, with you know, with any sort of problems that they have, or not perfectly happy, but they they manage to find a modus vivendi, yeah, and um, and that's fine as well. But but I think as you get older, um, you do you know this you do start to worry about whether you're still as capable as you were before. Mm. I know I'm not, um, and that's only partly to do with my MS. Mm. Um, and you know, we were talking about yesterday, weren't we? About um, how I used to be a real handyman, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, now <laughs> I can't really even turn a screwdriver properly, you know. Whereas before, I I, I basically yeah. renovated two or three houses all on my own. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Built the kitchens and all, all sorts of things. So, you know, as you get older, that becomes that becomes, I think. Um, that becomes a real psychological problem. Mm. Um, Realising that, well, you're not going to be as capable as you were, but 
there's things you can do about it. You know, even if you're up against pain and up against disability and you're up against aging you're up against all these things mm. um and other people's other people's um perception of you mm. um and that that can change as well over time i think um yeah, yeah for sure i mean all i uh, you know i know for me just generally going through the menopause and lots of women going through the menopause mm. will recognize that obviously your body is changing your feelings about your own sexual desire i had a little incident the other day where you know i was with a much younger attractive woman and i was aware that of her sexual currency i was aware of the fact that you know, of the two women in the group, she was definitely going to get more attention. And, mm. and I think as we get older, we, you know, we live with these changes in our bodies, how we, how the world sees us, how we see ourselves, how that impacts on how we feel about our sexual, you know, sexual desire, our libido changing, accommodating all of this kind of stuff. And, some of the ways that we can stave off some of those feelings of inadequacy are through being more fit mm, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's as simple as that i mean i know that for me fitness and the menopause i just had to really work work out and and it did dig deep yeah but i did i did work out and things because i know that working out is one way to put out feelings like some of those terrible hot flashes and and all the menopausal symptoms yeah so you do weightlifting as a menopausal woman and it is scientifically proven to you know it also helps with osteoporosis and all sorts of things so mm. you know there are some genuine very key benefits of for instance strength training as an older woman or probably as an older man as well it's just like bone yes, density and you know, it's cardiovascular, it does all this stuff. And no, it's not fun. But the thing about it is it's quite quick. So, so, yeah, yeah. so you only have to lift also, heavy stuff yeah. short periods of time. And then you're like, okay, that's over. So I'm finished. <laughs> I can go back to my life now. You but know? I think there's also a gender difference in that men get a bit moany, you know. And one of the, the great, you know, one of the big laughs is that male pain is much worse. Mm. You know, they make much more <laughs> of it than female pain. Yeah. But I think men have to realise that they really had it easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think women from from the age of about 11 yeah. have, a, have a period every month. And sometimes that can be really debil debilitating, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then once you've gone through that for a couple of decades yeah. um you suddenly find you get the get the menopause you well know. i mean it's not till 50 so it's many many decades many but... ways yeah okay <laughs> multiple four decades, decades four decades, four decades. Or so. yeah but men just sort of float through life and oh my leg really hurts today and uh, yeah. you know <laughs> i think men have very you know uh, as long as you're healthy and fit then you don't really have an excuse for um yeah. for a lot of the moans that you have there's nothing to stop up men getting on with it you know and keeping yeah. healthy and fit you know yeah well and i and i suspect also one of the things that i've noticed happens with men is that they're so used to being 
fit. I mean, you know, I look at my kids. They're just like, they're in great shape. They look great. They are physically active. They do sport. They do all this kind of stuff. And then suddenly, you know, a guy gets to about 40 and their metabolism slows down mm. and they've been drinking too much beer <laughs> and they look down and suddenly this stomach has appeared that never was there before. And they're like, where the fuck did that appear from? <laughs> and then suddenly either, you know, mostly it seems they just let themselves go. I mean, if you yeah. look at any dating app and you look at guys of a certain age, most of them look like they couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, they're making no effort whatsoever. It's like it's like they took a picture in the bathroom with the mirror all steamed up and, and, and on themselves, and it's just dreadful. It's just or fishing. Awful. Or fishing or, or mountain biking or lion taming or something. And they all look terrible. Yeah. And so, you know, and they think, and, and, and I don't know why they think this, but they clearly think that that's really attractive to women. And that that's going to do, you know, that's going to like bag them some real hottie, which, you know, clearly it, it very rarely does, except in some, in some cases where maybe they have loads of money or who knows, I don't know. But I know that I've done enough online dating to know that all of that letting yourself go, it doesn't go well. It doesn't mm. go well. It doesn't go well for so many reasons. And of course, we know that, you know, the incidences of heart disease, of cancer and all that kind of stuff will go up the more you don't pay attention to what you're eating and fitness and everything. And people go, oh, but I don't like it. No, we don't. We don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not in love with fitness. You're not sitting here listening to two people who are like, hey, let's go out for a run. No, no. quite the <laughs> It's like, let's just sit on the sofa and chill. There was a very nice <laughs> thing on the telly the other day and uh, it was a sort of documentary and there was a guy with MS talking to an old man, he was, he was about 90 odd and he was really sprightly and fit and um, and the young man with MS said, um, oh I don't want to do all that though, I don't want to do all that exercise and, and I don't want to change my diet and have to give up meat and cheese and the old guy just said, well die then. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was a brilliant response. Um, you know, it is up to you to do these things. And, and as you know, I, I, I'm doing this overcoming MS diet. Um, well, I've kind of put it on hold while I'm, on, while I'm here in Las Palmas. But, you know, this vegan plus Mediterranean diet plus oily fish, you know, pesky, pesky vegetarians or whatever... Yeah. The diet is. What about apple cool. cider vinegar? Do you apple to drink cider. That? Oh, don't <laughs> talk to me about apple cider vinegar. Apparently, is the cure for everything. For everything. Yeah. Uh, that and turmeric. Turmeric. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, you get a lot of that. People telling you, you know, yeah. you've been, you've got a serious neurological <laughs> degenerative disease, and people tell you, have you tried, have you tried apple cider vinegar? <laughs> And turmeric, and you kind of just want to punch them on the nose. Really. Well, you go, will it make me a, a repeater? <laughs> yeah, does it cure, does yeah. it solve that one as well? Yeah. Can I be a quick repeater at 62? Will apple cider, because I suspect everybody would be drinking, all men would be drinking of 62, yeah. would be drinking apple cider vinegar if they could get their willy up in the next five minutes after having sex. Maybe <laughs> going, oh, I'm all for that apple cider vinegar. But yeah, but your ejaculate might taste a bit strange. Ugh. 
probably. It's probably gross, actually. That's a, yeah, we won't go into that. That's quite disgusting. Blech. Apple cider vinegar tasting ejaculate. Blech. That's gross. That's really gross. Might just taste the the English country apples. Oh no, it's revolting. It's <laughs> anyway. absolutely revolting. Anyway, I think the point is here that what we're saying is that, you know, regardless of whether you have a disability or you're just getting to be of a certain age, we've all just got to take this fitness stuff seriously. We've got to do it. And it improves your sex life, which is, you know, the, the key benefit of it for me is like, I, I feel better about my body. I'm, you know, I just, yeah, I feel sexier. You get more energy. You yeah. can, you know, you can do the positions that you thought were unachievable. Mm. Um, get yourself into all sorts of knots and things that are kind of fun. <laughs> and, and go, yeah, wow, I didn't think I could do that anymore. But I can, clearly. So yeah. that's good. I think that's and let's face really it, important. the more positions you can accomplish the more variety you have in your sex life and, and you don't go you and the more fun you have. So, mm -hmm. so it's all, it's all good. You just yeah. have to overcome that little pain barrier. And let's face it, it's only for like half an hour a day anyway. Yeah. Like we can all do that. So yeah, yeah. go out, get fit and get laid, get laid. <laughs>